All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Real Fitness Show. You guys know it, the only show where we talk about what fitness really is, how you should use it, and how it can really, really improve your life. And to do so today, I have the honor to introduce you to my friend and colleague, Eric Back uh, from Back Performance. Um, he's an athlete fat loss expert, and he's been coaching for over 12 years. Brother, I'm so pumped to have you on the, on the show today. I think this is going to be great. Welcome to, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm glad that we were uh, able to get this rolling after we uh, after we connected in Nashville and been talking about it since. <laughs> yeah, we've been. That, that was like what, like two months ago already. Wow. Yeah, about two months. Yeah, yeah. we've been we've been talking about doing this. Finally, getting the the opportunity. So this is gonna be this is gonna be fire, guys. Uh, before we get started, like always, um, this is a free podcast. We don't run any ads. We don't try to get anything out of the podcast. It's basically use our way to give back to the community to make sure that we bring the best information to cut through all the misinformation that's online. But we do ask you guys uh, to make us a favor. And that is that if you find the episode valuable, just go ahead and leave us a review and a five-star rating if you believe the episode is worthy of it. And most importantly, share it with someone you think might benefit from listening to this conversation. But with that being said, Eric, like we always start with the majority of our guests, let our audience know a little bit about you, what got you into fitness, what got you into helping people and what got you to where you are right now. Yeah, like all good stories, we start in the beginning. So fortunate to grow up in an active family, I'm seeing parents who are active in sports. My dad was active in martial arts and I remember seeing him sitting on the floor stretching, doing push-ups, doing things like that, right? And pretty soon, young Eric wanted to uh, emulate dad and followed some of the same practices. And that grew into a love of, of sports and competing. And growing up, I was 14 or 15 years old. Um, I love sports. I love football, uh, you know, professional football especially. But for me, I was the last kid in my class to grow. So I had this love. I was a natural, pretty good athlete. However, I was also a munchkin. And I remember one particular football practice with my own team and uh, had one of my teammates running down the field with the ball in his hands, could have easily outran me to the sideline, but ran through me instead. And at that resistance, I provided less resistance than a blade of grass. And at that point, I had never felt so weak, so out of control with my body. At that point, more or less, I was crushed. I was sick of being a little kid. I was sick of not feeling that I was reaching my potential. And fortunately, I had a good coach who saw me hanging my head. He, you know, he saw that body language. He saw the negativity that was just kind of spiraling in my head. And he pulled me up to the gym and we started focusing on, you know, basic things, squats, deadlifts, cleans, these different exercises that, you know, I'd heard of, but compared to the muscle and fitness and, and old school muscle magazines, I was looking at and doing 17 different variations of biceps curls. You know, I, uh, I was ill-equipped to be able to handle and one of the most important things he taught me at this point was stimulate, do not annihilate. And he really taught me the basics of, of strength training, the things that I needed to be focusing on. Um, and from there, my body took off. It grew. I had the work ethic of somebody who had felt kind of slighted growing up and, and felt like I had that a little bit of Napoleon syndrome um, and a reason to kind of push a little bit harder. And my body caught up. And uh, one thing led to another, you know, in, in playing sports, um, eventually I had a couple injuries that kind of prevented me from getting all the way to where I wanted, uh, but I love the actual process of preparation. And that led me into strength and conditioning, working with a lot of high level athletes, um, and then eventually pivoting into the online business that we do have now. Mm -hmm. That's, man, that's a, such a great story. And, and I think a lot of people might, might resonate with that a lot. 
Um, the fact that when you're a, when you're a young kid, there's not such thing as you know, trainer or any of that. Like is is the big kids and, and the fast kids and, and the kids who are naturally good at sports, and then there's the other kids. And and that does in many cases is like, okay, the big ones and the fast ones are the ones who are going to play. And the other ones, many of the times they even have more passion and they even love the sport even more. They just don't have the, the tools. So that's really, really great uh, that you have the opportunity to have that coach near you that really put you in the right path. Cause I, I think that's, that's really important. And that's also a little bit of what I see you doing right now um, with your own clients, right? Putting them on the right path, uh, putting them on, okay, let's just focus on the right things and not just all these you know, misinformation that it's out there. Um, what would you say translate the most from the athletic world to the everyday world, if, if that makes sense? Like the, the person who's like a normal person, normal job, yeah. they're not they're not trying to compete or anything. But you you are a big believer that all the principles that apply to athletics and, and, and to professional sports and, and, and competitive sports can be applied to the everyday guy or, or girl as well. So how, how do you make that transition and what, what can we get from those competitiveness of the, of the normal sports? Yeah. So I always remember this quote, methods are many principles are few methods may change, but principles never do. So when you look at whether you're trying to change your body, you're trying to change your level of performance, what you need to understand is what is the underlying principle that makes a particular method effective. So quick example, intermittent fasting, it's a great method for losing body fat. The mechanism, the principle is still caloric restriction, just like it is for high carb versus low carb versus keto versus many other things. It doesn't mean that these different diets don't have benefits that are outside of, you know, outside of the realm of fat loss. But when you understand what the underlying principle is, and then you can pick and choose what method works best to you, that's what's absolutely crucial. So in the frame of, you know, optimizing your body for performance and fat loss and being able to apply this, whether you are, you know, working in an office 40 hours a week, or you want to be, you know, working as a professional athlete, 50 hours a week, whatever it is, right? The main principles you need to understand are like success really comes from executing the basics. So when I was working with high level athletes, professional athletes, Olympic level athletes, you'd be amazed that the majority of their training programs were built around squats, deadlifts, lunges, bench presses, rows, not the fancy shit you see on BOSU balls, not people doing single leg, you know, um, barefoot drills with chains draped everywhere, not doing chaotic push-ups like you saw Derek Henry doing a couple, you know, like a year yeah. ago, right? Like those are not the normal training programs that most high level athletes do. Those are very small details that are sometimes relevant for a specific athlete due to something being involved. And what happens a lot of times People see these crazy things on Instagram. They see these, you know, fancy looking methods or this unique way of training. And they think that's the one thing that I haven't tried yet. And that's the reason I haven't gotten the body that I want. And in reality, what it is, is you have to get back to doing these basics, but doing that exceptionally well, consistently long-term. And when you understand that that is the process and you understand that that is, those are the underlying principles, well, then you need to find the coach who's going to help apply that right method to meet you where you are right now to take you where you want to go versus looking at what these particular methods are that might be catching your eye, that might be getting a lot of attention over on, on TikTok or over on Instagram and being able to know which one is going to be most relevant for you. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think that for anyone who's ever competed, it is, it is really easy to see because you, you, you get back into your own trainings, you get back into the, when you were on the gym with the team and all that, and you remember just, 
all the basics, but it is true that for people who haven't had the opportunity to be part of a team, and like you mentioned, they just go on social media, they follow these athletes, they only see the flashes and, and those, like you mentioned, like Derrick Henry kind of workouts. Uh, I, th- I think Chris Carson is another one who also does like some crazy movement, yeah. chains over. Um, but what they don't show you is that that is maybe 1% of what they do. And 99% still squats, deadlifts, lunges, hills, stuff like that. Um, so when it comes to, to training, there's, and, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, and, and that's a little bit of the discussion that I want to get into with you today, is that many people get into a fitness journey because of one goal, and they end up getting other benefits, like we talked. Is there a way for us to go, or, or a correct way, I will say a correct way for us to go when it comes to losing fat, building muscle, being better at performing at your craft, or is it better to try and combine all of those at the same time and try to get a little bit of everyone? Yeah. What happens when people tend to combine multiple different areas and different venues is they give their body, first they give their body conflicting signals. So they don't really get good at any one of them. And that itself becomes demotivating. So you might start that because you think it's fun. You think it's entertaining and you do want a little bit of every single flavor. But what happens is pretty soon you're working hard in many different directions and therefore you're not making progress in any one of those. And you start to think, I'm working hard, and you are, but I'm not really seeing the fruits of my labor. So in many cases, what I find is it really helps people to narrow their focus and go in one direction so they really start to master it before they start to take on too many different things. We've had conversations related to business on the same realm, right? Where it's like if people focus on too many things and going different directions because they want to grow here, 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 and here, and here, well, pretty soon they're spread too thin, and they're not doing well enough in any of them. So despite the hard work, they really struggle. So a classic example here would be when somebody wants to lose body fat, they decide I'm going to change up my workouts. I'm going to start doing a ton of intervals. I'm going to start doing a lot of high reps. I'm going to get rid of my rest periods because I'm going to sweat more. And because I'm going to sweat more and I'm going to be out of breath, therefore I must be burning more calories. And because of that, I must be losing more fat. The reality is that isn't likely to happen. It might be a short-term shock that your body is going to have, but pretty soon you're losing muscle. You're lethargic. You don't have any energy for those workouts, you're chronically stressed, and your body isn't looking any better even if you've dropped a couple pounds on the scale, right? So a lot of times it comes down to what are the basic core principles that we need to focus on in order to get the results that we want? And once we start to make progress in those and really build a great foundation, then we can start to specialize a little bit more from that point. But where most people go, they go too many steps ahead. They think they need all these advanced things, but in reality, they don't have that foundation built. And therefore, none of those advanced things are really going to be productive. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of what you, I think you and I, we had these these conversations in Nashville about um, stacking, well, in our case, we're stacking wins, but it's also like stacking habits and or stacking levels, right? So in many cases, people want to do level one activities and level two activities at the same time, they do level three activities. And they really, what, what you mentioned is that at the end of the day, they end up not doing any because they're conflicting, they don't have the fundamentals. Um, and it's, because the thing is that it's not sexy and that is, that is the truth. Like if as, as trainers, as coaches, when someone tells us, Hey, what, what is the best exercise for me to, to show my abs? Like they're waiting for a sexy response, right? Oh, you need to do these crunches with, with bands and all that. In reality, it's just, you're going to be in a caloric deficit. 
you gotta you gotta be um you gotta doing compound movements and you gotta just be able to be patient so you get it. It's not it's not sexy, but when it comes to the principle, that is the main thing that's gonna drive the chains. And you gotta take it one step at a time, right? You cannot be thinking about oh, let me just go to eight percent body fat and do the things that are required to get to eight percent body fat when you're twenty five, because obviously it's different. <laughs> yeah, it is completely different. So. When it comes to strictly performance, um, because I know I know that's a big realm of, of what you actually do with your clients, what are the key, I would say, the key principles that you would apply when someone who's getting started and their main goal is, you know what, I just gonna, I just want to be, feel better. I just want to perform better. I don't like if I get some fat loss, that's great. If I get some muscle building, that's great. But I just want my energy levels to go up. I want to show up better for my family, show up better for my work, perform better. Like what are the main things that someone who's has that goal should start with uh, to get to there? Yeah. So the foundation of everything is going to be health. So when, for example, when I have somebody who joins our coaching program, let me tell you the few basic things that I have them focus on each and every single day, because this underpins the success of every other thing that we want to do regarding training, nutrition, so on and so forth. Right? So I have women drinking three liters of water a day, men drinking four liters of water a day. It's a good amount of water and most people are chronically dehydrated, but when you're chronically dehydrated, guess what? Well, tissue quality goes down, hunger signals get out of whack. Skin doesn't look as good. Energy levels, they're down. Hunger signals, as mentioned, are completely out of whack and you don't really have as much appetite control. So we focus on hydration. We focus on getting two walks per day, one early in the morning to set your circadian rhythm, one in the evening after dinner to unwind with family and improve digestion. That's going to help one, burn a little bit more fat, but improve sleep and recovery. We also have people go through and primarily focus on eating foods that came from the earth or had a face. So we get rid of most processed foods, at least for the first 30 days, just to give their body a good reset, feel better, reduce inflammation, and just feel better across the board. So by focusing on those three simple habits and behaviors, that's going to provide quite a bit of a foundational reboot for most people where they're going to immediately actually start losing weight, start feeling better, have better mental clarity. And as a result, then we can start stacking more advanced components on. A lot of people probably hear that right now. They think, that doesn't sound that difficult. That doesn't sound advanced. And the funny thing is, these are the same battles that many elite level athletes have. They don't get enough stress relief. They don't get enough water. They don't tie in enough other physical activity throughout the day. And once we start to get these areas up, everything else improves. It builds that foundation. And that's what you need if you want to stack success. Yeah. I think I think it is, it is really, really interesting that you focus on I mean, you, you do you do talk a little bit about movement, obviously, with walks. You do talk about nutrition with with choosing the right components of, of nutrition. But it's not going into, oh, we're going to do this diet. Oh, we're going to do this workout plan. No, it's about, let me, re- I don't like to use the, the way, the, the word reboot, but like, let me put your body in a position um, that's going to be easier for it to succeed down the road yeah. because, it, because once once you have those habits in place once your body is hydrated once your body is used to the movement once your body is um clean for all the you know this ultra processed foods now you introduce okay let's do let's do this this program let's do this this workout plan now let's take a look at the macros let's take a look at the calories let's take a look at the protein and the body's going to respond a lot better and a lot faster 
Um, and I think it's interesting because a lot of people, and I see this across the board, they focus on f- losing the fat first or building the muscle. And then they end up feeling like awful. And it's like, oh, now we got to fix the energy levels. But your body already is in a position that is compromised <laughs> in order to, to do that. So it, it is it was really interesting um, that you do that in the beginning and not um, after the initial fat loss. Yeah. Again, it just makes everything very, very productive. And in most cases, that is the initial fat loss because these habits, they help regulate, acti- you know, they help regulate appetite. They help burn more calories, right? So all these little things, they seem simple but they make everything else that we do that much more productive. And then when it, gets, when it gets into the training, right, we want to focus primarily on basic compound exercises. We want to focus on getting stronger, but more importantly, the quality in which each rep is going to be executed. And this is one common misunderstood thing where, you know, people again, see these popular exercises, maybe that an athlete is doing and think they're doing all these different complex ideas, or they join a, a gym that has a, you know, a high intensity interval athlete training class where they're jumping over things and doing that stuff, you know, nonstop for 30 minutes. That's not how most athletes train. In fact, most athletes train with a very focused intent on the quality of everything that they're doing rather than rushing through it to try to be out of breath because mm-hmm. their sport takes care of a lot of the conditioning aspect of it, when they're in the gym, they're focused on improving how well they do everything. And when you can have that same mental focus in terms of what you're doing in the gym, that's when you start to love the process. That's when you start to make the fastest gains. And that provides a foundation and the growth that you're going to need. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to, and, and this is one, one, one quote that I love is, is, is one thing to train is another thing to work out. Right. It's, it's not the yeah. same thing to be moving the weight from point A to point B it's a different thing to be engaging the muscles to really, you know, pushing and pulling from the right places, filling the, the exercise. And I think there's a little bit of a problem with, with social media. We see all these, you know, crazy workouts and people lifting crazy weights and people go to the gym and they're like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try to emulate that. I'm going to try to lift as heavy as I can. I'm going to pull and push firm every single muscle in my body and to, to get the bar away from me and back to me. Um, and that's one of the main reasons a lot of people end up working out and putting the, like, they're really putting the effort. It's not, it's not an effort. Yeah. It's not a lack of effort. They're just, they're just doing it the wrong way. And they just end up wasting years and years um, just going into the gym. What are some ways that you control the quality of movement from a coach's perspective and from an athlete's perspective? So when you're actually doing your own, your own movements. Yeah. So one of the biggest things that I do, and especially with the online coaching aspect, right? I have all my clients before we even start, they have to send me a series of exercises so I can see exactly how their body is moving. And in many cases, that means we have to pull back. We have to regress something. You know what? Maybe somebody's not ready to do a classic back squat. They're not ready to do a barbell bench press. They don't have the overhead mobility to press safely overhead. So a lot of it comes down to can you control the positions that you're supposed to be in for an exercise? Because ultimately, remember this is joint position dictates muscle function. So for example, if your joint is in a different spot, like if your elbow's out here in a bench press, guess what? You might actually be able to emphasize your chest a little bit more in what's called like a guillotine bench press, but it's also going to absolutely demolish your shoulder. So there's a trade-off you need to understand between where your body is positioned and then more or less what it's actually going to create in terms of a response for what you need. So a lot of it comes down to is getting people just in the right safe positions first, because a lot of people will stop training because they get banged up, they get hurt. And it's not fun when you're banged up and when you're hurt. And pretty soon you don't believe in what you're doing and you're not going to do it consistently. So round one is really coming down to 
let's get people training safely and effectively so they can control and own every inch of every movement. And then we start to layer on from that point. Love that. Love that because that, that kind of like circles back to what we were saying before. Like if you're, if you're pushing and pulling from different angles that it's not really the angle that the exercise is, is being thought for. Yeah, you're going to be able to move the bar. You're going to be able to move the machine or the dumbbell or whatever, but you're going to end up pushing and pulling from different places that you're not supposed to. One, it's going to increase the risk of injury. Um, and second of all, even if you don't end up getting hurt, you're not engaging the muscle that you're supposed to be engaging to the degree that they're supposed to be. Um, so it's just, it's just like spending time in the gym. So I think that's yeah. really, really, that's really, really insightful, man. And I, and I think that's one of the things that, a lot of people are lacking when it comes to to fundamentals uh, of moving the weight and, and feeling the, the right kind of muscles. What is, and and we kind of like kind of close with this. What is the the one piece of advice that you would give to someone who's maybe getting started um, and they want to, you know, what I want to train like an athlete, but I want to train like a real athlete. I don't want to go into you know all these things that we talked about. Like I want to really condition my body to perform at the highest level, even, even if it's not a competition, but they have this pride of, let me just be the higher person of myself. Like what is, let's say the one or two pieces of advice that you would give someone in that situation. Yeah. So number one would be focus on basic exercises. So squat, you know, so, so jump variations, squats, like a medicine ball throw, um, bench presses, lunges. Think of just like the, even the big powerlifting exercises. Those are going to create a great foundation. Now, it doesn't mean that you should try to become a powerlifter because that is a lot different from improving, you know, building like an athlete. But when we, felt, when we think about what is going to give you the most bang for your buck, those are going to be it, right? So when, you can, when you're stronger, when you're stronger, you're going to be able to generate more force. When you can generate more force, you can propel your body through space easier. So whether you're running down a basketball court, whether you're, you know, you know, playing on the pitch, whatever it is, right? Like you have a bunch of different options that your body's going to be physically capable of doing. So that's going to be one thing. Second thing would be ideally find a coach who has a quality certification, such as a, you know, certified strength conditioning specialist, where they can just take you through these exercises just to make sure that your form is going to be refined. Because even as somebody who is a coach primarily online these days, right? it can really help to have somebody be there for you and to help you make these technical adjustments one or two times, just so you can feel where exactly your body should be. Because once you feel it, then you can start to reinforce it and build it yourself. Um, because really when it comes down to it, technique and how you do everything determines the results that you're going to get more so than what you do when it comes to the actual programming. Right? So intent is everything, particularly when working as an athlete. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And, and you understand that as, anything once you keep on climbing on the levels and, and keep on getting better and better like there's there's always a moment to take a step back and refine the technique like um i i assume you have coached yourself i have a coach myself and we do review the technique even like years and years into into being into strength and conditioning um and obviously reviewing my technique every single year every single time there's still times where, oh, look at look at your elbow here. Let's bring it down a little bit because as you progress in, you know, you you create an, a new level with more strength, with more intensity. Another thing breaks, right? And now you need to fix that, and then you can go to the next level. It's not it's not constant progress. It's about refining the process so you can always go up safely and you can keep on progressing and keep on progressing. 
That's exactly it, right? Like even as coaches, it's not just the gradual, gradual improvement, right? We have we have bumps and valleys as well. So, you know, what it comes down to is having that external accountability, having somebody who can see things from a different perspective that you can't always see or feel, or frankly, that you have a blind spot to, because we all have blind spots. And the power of a coach, it helps everybody, right? And I think it's absolutely crucial that, you know, for actually for us coaches as well, to routinely work with coaches so we can see the gaps in what we have, because it keeps us learning and it makes us better at what we do as a result. And therefore we can help people even more so. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, Eric, thank you so much for coming to the show, man. This was super insightful. I hope um, the guys uh, on the other side were taking notes. So where can our audience learn more about your world and connect with you and maybe potentially even, even inquire to work with you? Yeah, two great places. One, if you're going to be on social media, would be over at Instagram at Bach Performance. Feel free to drop me a DM saying athlete. Be more than happy to uh, to help you out there. Alternatively, head over to our website, BachPerformance.com. We have hundreds of articles and resources available for you. If you want to be able to take control and optimize your health, your physique, and look great naked without living in the gym. Well, you guys heard it. Uh, I'll link all that in the description of this episode, like always. And man, you are an inspiration. You, you've been putting out incredible content. I follow you from even like a while ago. I don't even, I don't even know if we talked about this on Nashville, but <laughs> I've been following your work for a couple of years already. Um, I didn't even know you were going to be in Nashville. And, and for you guys, we just got sit next to each other uh, on the first day. And I was like, Oh, look at this. <laughs> this is Eric right here. <laughs> So, man, it's been a pleasure to, to connect with you and to, and to um, grow this relationship and looking forward to, to keep on growing together, 100%. You too, Eric. Thank you and appreciate you having me here. All right. Well, everyone else, you guys know the drill. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and share it with someone who might benefit from it. Maybe someone who um, is trying to become better at the gym, to perform better, or to even just great look naked. And if you didn't enjoy the episode... Well, it's been about 30 minutes. I don't know what you're doing with your life. Go do something else. But if you're still here, you probably enjoy it. So go ahead and share it with someone. Uh, Eric, thank you so much for coming again. And everyone else, I'll see you guys in the next episode of The Real Fitness Show next week. Take care.